0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to True Time. For most people, a cruise sounds like a dream vacation. However, for this couple, it was a nightmare. This is the story of George Smith. Hi, everybody.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: My name is Avery.
1: And my name is Dylan.
0: And welcome to True Time.
1: Welcome to our kingdom.
0: Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day.
1: We really appreciate it.
0: To listen.
1: Yeah. So, we have news.
0: Big news.
1: Fun news.
0: Exciting news.
1: <laughs> Royal Caribbean news.
0: We are officially going to be on our cruise. While you're listening to this.
1: Yeah. While you're listening, we are on our boat.
0: We are sailing away.
1: Off until the sunset.
0: Mm-hmm. Literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess now we'll give you some details about what's going on. So yeah. you want to take it away for some deets.
0: Yeah. So we are leaving for our time. It'll be on Sundays when we like actually start our trip. Monday will be our first day of sailing, but we're leaving from Rome, and we are going to be on the Odyssey of the Seas, which is the most insane cruise ship I've ever seen.
1: It's one of the newest and one of the largest boats in the world. So the only one that's newer and bigger is their other boat that's pretty much the exact same replica of this one, just a little bit bigger and more uh, child-oriented. So ours is more adult-oriented.
0: Yeah, but it still has amazing amenities for oh, kids yeah. and adults. It oh, is yeah. decked out.
1: Like, I'm talking wakeboarding on the boat, indoor skydiving on the boat, VR trampoline park on the boat, bumper cars, like...
0: It looks beautiful. It's insane. Yeah, I'm so excited Just going to spend every moment possible on the cruise with a fruity drink. Oh, yeah. Swimming in all the pools. Yeah. Going to all the cool restaurants.
1: Oh, I cannot wait. So
0: much food.
1: Or I guess I'll be experiencing it while you guys are listening. I know. Just know (laughs) we
0: are definitely having an amazing time. I know we will be.
1: Yeah. And then just a recap. If you guys didn't hear last time when we talked about like where we're actually going, we start in Rome. Then we go, I was wrong last time. Avery was right. So. <laughs> Rome, Santorini, Ephesus, Turkey, and then Mykonos, and then Capri, and then back to Rome. And then we're spending a day in Rome and we get back as well. So
0: Yeah, it's going to be a full trip, but so exciting.
1: Yeah, you want to tell them about some of our exploring we're doing like uh, while we're there?
0: Yeah, so we decided for two of the stops we were going to do excursions. So in Ephesus, we booked an excursion that will take us to the House of Mary, Saint John's Basilica, some really like world famous ruins around the town, and then a fancy meal in a five star hotel.
1: Ooh, so and that'll be rugs. You yeah. The oh, rugs. <laughs> and to end it all,
0: there will be a rug presentation,
1: which I'm not looking forward to. Turkish
0: rugs are beautiful, so I think it'll be it's a cool still experience. Just a
1: rug, but. Whatever, the rest of it's it's gonna be awesome, yeah. It'll be
0: full of history and it'll just be really awesome to see such a a different culture,
1: yeah, country and a culture that we've both never seen,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be amazing. And then you want to tell them our second one,
1: yeah. So, uh, our last stop in Capri, we booked an excursion to go like on a jet boat that will take us around like the Amalfi coast and like see couple like islands and stuff like you're just pretty much going around on this boat and then they take you to this island that is i guess on an unactive volcano yeah dormant yeah
0: volcano yeah. so the island is itchia i yeah. think is how you're supposed to say it's like it. an old
1: fishing town
0: yeah but it's apparently a really cute small less popular island it's more of like Low key, I guess it's not one yeah. of the big popular places everybody gets to. Yeah. So we're we're excited to see some of the shops and then we get to eat lunch there.
1: Yeah, and then we uh there's uh where are they? Like springs? I guess it's sort of like a spring. Yeah,
0: I think so. Like, well because no, a spring baths, is
1: like I a natural or like a
0: they the are water natural. from the
1: ground. So I guess it's a spring ish something. So it's it's the water from like the heat being heated by the dormant volcano. Mm-hmm. And there's like twelve pools of these uh warm spring water so that'll be fun
0: yeah and a private beach
1: yeah so a private beach the volcano spring waters that you're chilling in and yeah then going around the town so they
0: say they have like all these natural healing and wellness properties so it'll be we're gonna be healed up perfect it's at the end of our trip too so it'll yeah. be a good refresh and everything like hopefully
1: that. hopefully it heals Avery's toes yes so
0: my purple toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so didn't know yeah the reason we got behind a little bit last week is because we had to spend monday in the emergency room because i had to get my foot x-rayed and found out i had two broken toes it's my ring toe and my pinky toe on my right foot so yeah i could not walk pretty much this whole week until the end the last two days i've been doing a lot better so
1: which i'm very happy about yeah because it
0: was devastating I
1: was so sad i thought she was gonna have a lot of issues on the cruise and like everything that we're doing but she's been walking fine so
0: yeah i was heartbroken a week before my dream vacation yeah. i cried i'm not even gonna hide it I, I cried
1: but now she's good
0: yeah i think i'm gonna be okay it's still super purple but i think yeah. I'll coloring just,
1: wise it does still look bur- well it's yeah. still broken, yeah it looks worse than what than you're it saying feels is.
0: Yeah, yeah it definitely does look worse so we're very thankful that some something worked out I guess just being able to stay off of it and I think I'm gonna be okay with all the walking we have to do because <laughs> yeah. in Santorini and Mykonos we're just choosing to explore ourselves mm-hmm
1: That was the best option, I feel like. Yeah,
0: for us, we just personally like to do some things like that on our own and be on our own time and pace. So we're just going to eat some delicious Greek food, get some Euros, and
1: just... Live our best life.
0: Enjoy the scenery. We're so excited to just be on the water, I think. Yeah. Because we both love the beach. For me, I've -hmm. always lived near a beach, and so I'm very excited to get to be near some dazzling blue water
1: yeah so if you guys have (laughs) any questions just hit us up
0: yes yeah Yeah. we'll give you all the info and stay tuned to all of our stuff because I know we'll be posting about it a ton oh yeah 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 it's
1: always linked down below so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely if you want more information like how we booked because it was very spontaneous I, I know we mentioned that a couple weeks ago so yeah but we definitely recommend this one
1: Well, we can't say for sure yet. I mean... From the looks of it, we will recommend
0: it. Yeah, I guess you'll have to wait a little bit longer to know the official stamp of approval. But at this rate, we are very excited.
1: Yeah. Ready to move into the story?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Nice. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have any of you felt like you've been struggling lately? Maybe you've been having trouble sleeping, difficulty with your career path, or you're trying to figure out your identity and who you truly want to be. In my experience, I faced all of these struggles over the past year. After graduating college, my life completely changed. I moved to Germany, I got married, I started a new job, and during all of it, I also started this podcast with Dylan. After my life being so consistent for four years, all of those changes caused me to question every aspect of myself and what I wanted to do with my life. One of the best ways I've been able to overcome my struggles was to talk about it. If you feel ready to talk to a therapist, BetterHelp is an amazing solution.
1: BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. BetterHelp has over 20,000 therapists with a broad range of expertise, which allows you to find a therapist that truly fits your needs. This gives you the best experience since it will provide you access to help that may not be available in your area.
0: You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential.
1: You can also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. BetterHelp has given a special offer to TrueTime listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash TrueTime.
0: That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueTime. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. So, in honor of our cruise trip this week, this case just so happened to be on a cruise as well.
1: <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah, I felt like it was only wow. fitting to just look into it, see what it's like, because crimes on cruises just it's a never whole other really world. Heard about that. Yeah.
1: I've never heard of that.
0: Yeah, there's quite a few. I will have a link in the description box below. That actually has like a full list of them. That's where I found the one that we're doing today. Oh gosh. But there's a list of them and they all range and it's insane. So, but we'll get started with this one. Let's get it. So our case this week happened in the early morning hours of July 5th, 2005 on the Royal Caribbean ship called Brilliance of the Seas while it was sailing over the Aegean Sea near the coast of Turkey.
1: Which we looked at going on yes, that boat. Yes, we almost oh my gosh. booked
0: this boat. <laughs> wow. Yeah. George Smith and Jennifer Hagel Smith had just gotten married on June 25th in Newport, Rhode Island. The ceremony was on a cliffside overlooking the ocean at the Castle Inn, and it was described as being straight out of a storybook. That sounds cool. Yeah. George Smith, the fourth, was 26 years old, and his mother named Maureen described him as being, quote, a nice, young, decent human being loved by everybody, and quote. Just decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so George was also known for his work ethic. He had graduated a few years prior with his degree in business, then went on to work in Boston as a computer search analyst, according to Greenwichmag.com. However, He began to get bored with just sitting at a desk all day and wanted something he could be more hands-on with and collaborate a lot more. So George made the decision to move back to his hometown of Greenwich, Connecticut and work for his dad who was the owner of Cause Cobb Liquor. His plan was to work closely with his dad until he planned to retire so he could then fully take over the family business. Jennifer Hagel-Smith was 25 years old and she had just gotten a teaching job at an elementary school teaching third graders. The couple was very happy with their careers and personal lives being fulfilling. They enjoyed living in their apartment and spent a lot of their time together, quote, doing what normal in-love couples do, like cooking, drinking great wine, having a good time, thinking our lives were pretty much perfect, end quote, according to Jennifer.
1: <laughs> nice. Sounds like a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like our life. It does sound like our <laughs> <was> life. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. After having their fairy tale wedding, the couple set off on a dream honeymoon. Their honeymoon was going to be a 12-day trip on the Royal Caribbean cruise ship sailing through the Mediterranean. Their trip set sail from Barcelona, Spain on June 29th and would go on to make various stops in Italy, Greece, and Turkey. One of the first stops was in Florence, Italy, on July 1st. Here, the newlywed couple got off the ship and ended up sharing a taxi with a family they had met to go into the city. The family they had met was the Askin family. The Askins were a family of five from California. Oh, dang. The oldest son was named Josh, and he was 20 years old at the time, and he and George got along pretty well, just having a good time in Florence. During their day... Josh actually ended up buying a bottle of absinthe, which at the time was still banned in the United States and a majority of Europe.
1: Yeah, I've had it.
0: I would never. It looks disgusting.
1: Tastes so bad. And we didn't even drink it correctly because you're supposed to like burn sugar over it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like how, uh, what's it called?
0: Oh, the Freya Zangambola.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... You're supposed to burn sugar over it to like make it taste better we mm-hmm. didn't do that we just did straight shots and Ugh. it's terrible that's gross yeah
0: it's gonna be a no for me so it also wasn't allowed to be brought back onto the cruise ship because purchased bottles of alcohol were not permitted most of those bans ended in 2005, but even now, if you buy any bottles of wine or something, you have to have it checked and it won't be returned to you until you get off the cruise.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah. So all around, he wasn't supposed to have this bottle of absinthe as they were heading back to get onto the ship. But George decided to help Josh out and hid it in the waistband of his to sneak it on board, according to GreenwichMac.com. A few days later, the ship made its way to Mykonos on July 4th. George and Jennifer spent the day together admiring the beautiful Greek town and enjoyed time being near the beach. As they got back on the ship that evening, they got ready for what was going to be a fun night ahead of them. They started out having a romantic dinner together, then made their way to the ship's casino. As the night got later and later, the Smiths ended up meeting three new young men who were Russian-American. I'm going to refer to them as the Russian-Americans in this story to identify them because pretty much every single article I read identified them as that way. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it easier to distinguish them from everybody else. Okay. They met Gregory Rosenberg, who was 19, his cousin Zachary Rosenberg, who was 18, and their friend Rusty Kaufman. The three of them also just so happened to be hanging out with Josh Askin. So the three young men the couple met definitely did not have their best reputation on the ship and had been noted as being extremely disrespectful and broke a lot of rules. In the early hours of the morning on July 4th, a security guard caught them drinking and smoking at the main pool. And upon being caught, Gregory Rosenberg started shouting things like, you can't stop me and the F word over and over.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Another issue they had caused was abusing the phone operators who handled room service. They would say things like, hurry up and bring our mother effing food, and also shouted for them to find their effing bags, or they would throw their effing butt overboard.
1: God, these guys are...
0: Very aggressive. Yeah. Essentially, their staterooms were flagged, and the staff was prompted to no longer take any calls from them. Yeah. So this group of guys were in two rooms. They had two stay rooms. Mm -hmm. So back to the casino, they were all playing poker together and supposedly having a good time. There was, however, some strange recollections from witnesses who were there that night that remember overhearing George and Jennifer discussing a ton of cash from their wedding that they had back in their room. People recalled hearing amounts from $14,000 to $50,000. Oh, gosh. So it was assumed that this was an extremely wealthy young couple, essentially with money to blow. Whether they actually had that amount of money with them is unknown. But they were always well-dressed with expensive pieces. For example, George wore a Breitling watch that his wife and best man had given him as a wedding gift. They were an overall attractive couple, so this caught the attention of those around them. As it got later, George and Josh Askin actually left the group to run over to his room to grab the absinthe they had smuggled onto the ship to drink. By the time they got back to the casino, it was 2.20 in the morning and closed shortly after at 2.30, so the group decided to carry on the party and head to the disco club that was on the ship. Their time at the disco is when everyone's stories start to differ. One of the bartenders that night recalls the group all socializing together when he made a last call at around 3 a.m. Gregory Rosenberg came and ordered vodka shots for everyone. He had also seen them taking shots out of a bottle that they were trying to hide, which was most likely the absinthe. Despite them all drinking, he remembers specifically George looking coherent and not heavily intoxicated. The next part has many different sides. So Josh Askin recalled Jennifer being there flirting on the couch with one of the casino workers who had joined them once the casino closed. Mm. However, nobody else remembers that specifically, but some remember her leaning on another man who just happened to be there. Most just recalled her as definitely being really drunk, but not flirting.
1: That's what I was going to say. She's probably just gone and like just needs help.
0: Basically what was going on. Yeah. But whatever was going on, at around 3.30, George went up to her and said something that upset her, maybe calling her a name to address her flirting, but that's not for sure. What he did say, though, upset her, and she kicked him in the groin, and she oh stormed my. out of the club saying, F this, I'm out of here, according to Greenwichmag.com.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, Jennifer was extremely intoxicated and had trouble making her way back to her stateroom. As she left the disco club, she actually hit her head on a wall. One of the workers on the cruise was cleaning when he noticed the trouble Jennifer was having, so he got on the elevator with her to help her get back to her room on Deck 9. But even then, she was still disoriented because, according to GreenwichMag.com, she turned right to go to her room when it was actually left.
1: Mm.
0: She eventually made it to the end of the hallway and laid onto the ground, pretty much unconscious. At around 3.45, only 15 minutes later, George was extremely intoxicated, despite seeming relatively functioning only a few minutes prior. However, the other four guys he was seen with seemed relatively fine, despite the fact that they had all been drinking the same things. They could tell George was in no shape to make it back to his room by himself, so they all helped to take him back. When they got to George's room, he did become concerned because Jennifer wasn't in there and he wanted to look for her. So they all searched for about 10 minutes back at the club and near the pool, but when they couldn't find her, the four guys got George back into his room at around 4 a.m. The three Russian-American friends supposedly helped George get into bed and helped him take off his shoes while Josh Askin used the bathroom. Josh said goodbye and then that's how they supposedly left him. However, there is a witness statement that does discount that it all happened like that. Staying in the room right next to the Smiths was a California deputy police chief named Cleet Hyman. His witness statement reads, quote, just after four hours is how it was written. So 4 a.m. on the morning of July 5th, I was awakened by loud yelling in nine zero six two. The yelling sounded like persons cheering on someone doing shooters. I removed my earplugs and could hear the subjects yelling in unison. At this point, I called the guest relations desk and reported the disturbance. I also banged on the wall. During the next several minutes, there was talking in the room, but I could not distinguish voices. It was quieter in the room for approximately five minutes, and then there was loud arguing on the balcony between several male subjects. I could not tell what was being said as it sounded like it was Spanish. After about two minutes, I could hear someone speaking in English saying "good night" several times. It sounded as if someone was trying to usher people from the balcony through the room. I heard the door open and male voices outside my door. After five to ten seconds, I opened my door and looked out. I observed three white or Latin males walking toward the elevators, end quote, according to GreenwichMag.com. So it is believed that the Spanish he thought he heard was Russian and that it was those three men who left. But that's where it gets suspicious.
1: I feel like it's, you would know Russian, wouldn't you?
0: Through a wall. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess, but I don't know. Even the way, like, I feel like Russian is so harsh, like German, or is like the deep throat, like,
0: I don't know. (laughs) I would say though, if you've never heard many different languages, you might just, yeah, related to something you do know yeah so kind of back to that though it's kind of a big point why it got really suspicious is because the reason is there were four men who should have been leaving the fourth oh, being yeah. josh askin mm-hmm. the rest of Cleet hyman's story went on to say quote for the next five to eight minutes there was movement and talking in room 9062 I heard cabinet doors close and the flushing of the toilet. I could hear one male voice in the room. I then heard what sounded like balcony furniture on the balcony of room 9062 being dragged about and picked up and dropped, end quote. It also wasn't only him who heard these sounds. Essentially, all of the surrounding rooms recall hearing all of the commotion as well and were concerned. Everything calmed down for a few minutes, but then at around 425 that morning, Multiple passengers all recall hearing the horrific sound of a loud thud. This thud would later be discovered to be George's body hitting a canopy below the balcony of his room that covered the lifeboats before falling into the water.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Security officers had finally made it to the Smith's room at around 4.30, but after knocking on the door multiple times and getting no answer, they left. What? Yeah, they didn't know somebody had just fallen overboard. They had just heard about a room noise complaint. But the room was quiet. Nobody was opening the door, so they just left. It's not like they're real policemen who can just barge into your room. I know, it's like hard because you're like, they're just security guards on a cruise ship. They don't just break into people's rooms without proper cause, I guess. Yeah. But also around the same time is when a plumber found Jennifer passed out in the hallway, according to GreenwichMag.com.
1: Oh my gosh! How, she left her room.
0: She never made it back. Remember?
1: Oh, she went
0: the right wrong way. Of left. Yeah, but I thought
1: he. Oh no! You said she fell on the floor.
0: So he helped her get to her deck, mm. but he didn't know like where she was meant to go. He was just helping her get there, essentially, <laughs> and then she went the wrong way, hit a dead end. And then just, like, laid onto the ground unconscious, basically.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And then she was found.
1: See, I thought you had said, like, she went the wrong way, but then he got her to her room. Oh, yeah. And then she, like, no. fell unconscious on the floor. So that's why no. I was confused when you said she was, yeah, wasn't she, in there.
0: she was never in the room. She okay. never made it back. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So him, security guards, and a cruise ship supervisor helped her get into her room, and when they got in there, they saw that the curtains and the glass door were closed. Mm. This was after the loud thud, like yeah. pretty close. As for the four other guys, they all went back to one of their state rooms and supposedly ordered a ton of room service, which they took a picture of, but there was no evidence of this in Royal Caribbean's record especially since they knew who those guys were and were told to not take orders from them anymore because of the problems they had previously Mm -hmm. caused. Yeah. At around 8.30 in the morning, Jennifer woke up in her bed but wasn't really concerned that George wasn't in there. Jennifer really had no recollection at all of the events that unfolded the night before. No memory of her fight with her husband, leaving the disco club, or the fact that she had passed out in a hallway and was wheelchaired back into her room.
1: Or kicked him in the nards.
0: Yeah, doesn't remember that. So she got up, threw on some flip-flops, grabbed her purse, and headed for the spa since she had an appointment to get a massage. However, around the same time as the ship docked in Kusadasi, Turkey, a startling discovery was made. A 16 year old passenger was taking some pictures of the ship with her new digital camera when she noticed a huge blood smear on the metal canopy below her. The blood stains resembled what looked like handprints and footprints, showing that somebody may have tried to stand up. And then right next to the blood stains, there's more of fingers on the edge to resemble what looked like someone was holding on. Oh
1: my gosh, that's so terrible! It's
0: so scary.
1: That literally sounds like a scary movie. It
0: does. Yeah.
1: I'm glad we don't have a balcony room.
0: Yeah, I know. After (laughs) reading the story, I was like, well, maybe an interior room isn't so bad.
1: Yeah. Can't get thrown out of it.
0: Nope. Not even a window. So, (laughs) yeah. This began to draw a crowd and security guards immediately had to begin locating passengers to figure out if someone was missing. They were finally able to locate Jennifer in the spa, and so they made their way there to tell her that George was unaccounted for and considered to be lost at sea.
1: Gosh, that would be so terrible to hear. That
0: would be heartbreaking. Like, I couldn't even imagine.
1: Lost in the ocean. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, he's in the city somewhere. Like no. Like, in an ocean.
0: Like, you will not be found.
1: Yeah, we have even explored this whole entire thing, and this man's lost in it.
0: Yeah. It's that's terrifying. Jennifer was escorted off the boat to be questioned by Turkish police. Immediately the investigation began, starting in the Smith's stateroom. Everyone had so many questions because this could have been anything from an accident to a suicide or a murder. Upon the initial investigation, it was a humid morning, and the captain of the ship noted that in the dew on the railing of the balcony, there was what looked like a butt print. So, there was a possibility that George, being highly intoxicated, went outside and sat on the railing to smoke a cigar, but lost his balance and fell, according to GreenwichMag.com, The Turkish police searched the room for any type of clues or evidence to possibly explain what could have happened. Something strange they did find was two small blood stains on the sheets of the bed that were parallel to each other. It's an odd, identical blood stain, and there was a theory that maybe someone was trying to rip off the expensive watch George was wearing because the chances of him bleeding on his sheets and then falling overboard seemed like an odd coincidence, according to GreenwichMag.com. Mm-hmm. Also, again, I know I post case photos, but I have to. Be aware of some of the photos I post because I don't want anything to get blocked. So these bloodstain pictures do exist and you can look at them. They are in articles linked below. So if you are interested in seeing that, you can, but I will not be posting those pictures. But just letting you know, the resources are there. So the police took samples from the sheets and the metal canopy to confirm that the blood was George's and it was. At the police station in Turkey, Jennifer was questioned along with the four young men who had last seen George alive. Essentially, nothing they had to say was incriminating, so the four men got back on the ship to continue their cruise, and Jennifer flew back home the next day.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: What would happen next on the cruise would be heartbreaking. On July 6th, almost early morning hours of July 7th, an 18-year-old girl from Georgia made her way back to her room where she found her friend she was traveling with extremely upset and shaking. She told her friend she believed she was sexually assaulted after drinking with the three Russian American guys in the hot tub.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: When she began to feel intoxicated, they offered to take her back to her room and that's when it began. One of them recorded the whole thing on a video camera as well. She said it was all three of them, and that Josh Askin was present in the room during it all. She reported it to the ship on July 8th, and that's when the ship met with the Russian-Americans and the Askin family. A note from this meeting said, quote, Rosenberg family out of control, Russian family all screaming and talking in Russian. Suspects are very belligerent. End quote, according to GreenwichMag.com. The next day, their stop was in Naples, and the two families were required to get off. The ship gave the tape to the Italian police, but the case was dismissed since they said it was not in their jurisdiction. Oh, my. Yeah. Useless. hmm
1: What are you supposed to do then?
0: Yeah, that's just part of this case, though, and, like, other cruise crimes There's just, I don't think, much order. Yeah. As for the Smiths case, so much speculation continued. Many theories were that someone was trying to rob George and that he and Jennifer were possibly roofied since they both became highly intoxicated and unstable rather quickly. Mm. Jennifer settled George's potential wrong death claim for $1,050,000 in 2007 and said that his death was most likely an accident. This upset George's family that she would settle for that since they claimed his potential earnings were much higher than that. Their relationship was becoming estranged by the fall of 2005, and they felt she settled so quickly to avoid the possibility of embarrassing information coming out during trial, so they attempted to appeal it, but they all eventually settled with Royal Caribbean for $1.3 million in 2011. According to Greenwichmag.com. Part of that was also for Royal Caribbean to release the case files to the family as well, which I guess was not a normal thing for cruise lines to share all of this information with like, why would it not be? Families, I don't know. I, again, because running crime on a cruise ship, police on a cruise ship, it just doesn't fully exist. Yeah, so that was part of it. And Jennifer received a lot of backlash and bad media coverage, but she passed an FBI polygraph that proved she had nothing to do with George's death and didn't settle quickly for any other reason. The Smith's attorney spent years questioning the four young men who were with George that night to try and determine if any foul play was involved. In 2010, the attorney found Gregory Rosenberg serving a three-year sentence in a Florida prison for trafficking oxycodone gosh yeah he was one of the only ones open to talking and what he said is definitely unsettling he said quote why would somebody want to go overboard that's a millionaire anyway dude did not kill himself i don't think he slipped and fell somebody hurt the dude man somebody hurt him something crazy went down that night end quote He had taken a polygraph to try and prove his innocence, but it came back as inconclusive, supposedly, because he had ADHD. What? Yeah, I don't know much about how that factors into it, but...
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Everyone's going to start claiming that they have ADHD whenever they take a polygraph.
0: (laughs) I guess. There was also a discovery made of a video of the guys the day after George died, mocking him and his death, and in it, Gregory Rosenberg says... I told you I was gangsta, according to cbsnews.com. What the heck? Basically, the attorneys and everyone involved in this case tried to say that was an incriminating statement, that he was the one to do it. However, in 2019, Gregory Rosenberg was actually murdered in front of his home in Florida, and the police believed it was a targeted murder, according to local10.com. Gosh,
1: what is happening? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. The possibility of the truth ever coming out about what happened that night on the ship to George may have gone with him. In 2015, however, the FBI in Connecticut officially closed the case since they could not find enough evidence to prove he had been murdered and that it was most likely just a tragic accident.
1: Yeah, how are you supposed to get, like, any evidence for something like this?
0: I guess it was handled really poorly as well. Like, a bunch of the crew members just, like, contaminated the scene the Turkish police like messed with the scene and then any evidence from the room like his belongings once the case was closed was all sent back to Jennifer and this really upset George's family because they felt like any evidence that could have been in his belongings went to her who she was trying to move on she's remarried has kids she pretty much just wanted this to go away I think yeah. but his family is stuck with this so that really upset them yeah. and there's with, too many
1: fingers in there yeah like too many moving parts yeah
0: it's a lot and there just weren't rules and laws in place to have had this gone any different yeah and with the case being closed it was devastating to george's family as they all believe a hundred percent that he was murdered that night
1: oh yeah for sure
0: they continue to fight for answers about what happened to george and I couldn't find if this had changed with the closing of the case, but everything I read said the family still offers a one hundred thousand dollar reward for any information that would lead to the arrests and convictions of whoever is responsible, according to CBSnews.com.
1: I mean the only ones that would know are the ones in the room. Or that yeah. were in the room.
0: Yeah. So but they're all claiming that they weren't in the room. They were getting mm-hmm. room service with a timestamp, but there's no records what from about Royal this, Caribbean. Uh,
1: Police officer that was next door, he wasn't giving statements or helping them out, or
0: well, he gave his whole statement. Mm -hmm. That whole thing I read was his statement that he heard all this commotion, only saw three guys leave, then heard more commotion in the room.
1: Well, yeah, but
0: there's so much that some people say, well, maybe he just didn't see the fourth guy, or maybe someone was in there, and then when the loud thud fell, like. Something happened that whoever was in there with him who may have done this snuck out because nobody heard anybody leave the room after. And there's all these key card access hints and like, it's nuts. It goes so much deeper than all the information I have. That's pretty much all of it. But like reasons proving and disproving the fact that somebody did it or didn't, Mm -hmm. it all goes back and forth. Do they
1: not have cameras on the boat? they do Is that enough
0: And that was something even on the trip Josh Askin asked someone shortly after George died if there were cameras and the worker replied yes and th- and he asked where and he was like I'm not telling you Yeah And I guess there just weren't any on those decks or in those room hallways There are <sighs> video footage of them in the casino and the discotheque like leaving but like that's yeah. the last images of them so I don't think there's any in the halls At least at the time. It was 2005, so I'm sure that's changed now, especially with
1: all this this (laughs) happening.
0: But there have been some bills and laws put in place after this. So the Cruise Lines International Association had a bill of rights that a CEO of the CLIA kind of advocated for, Mm -hmm. and it just... Confirms their commitment to the comfort and care of passengers and to be able to further inform cruise guests of what's going on, stuff like that. And then the same year, there was also a bill co-sponsored by U.S. senators who were working with the Smith family called the Cruise Ship Passenger Protection Act And this bill allowed for greater transparency when crimes are committed on cruise ships and more federal government protection of passengers' rights. Yeah. So there is some advocacy to have come from this.
1: Yeah, because the last thing you want is a family member, like something happening to a family member on a cruise and you're not knowing anything about it. Like they Mm -hmm. aren't giving you anything.
0: Because that's how it was. Like, yeah. The Smith family didn't have access to Royal Caribbean's case file yeah, on this said whole that, that situation. Yeah, that, blew my mind. Yeah.
1: That's insane.
0: hmm yeah. It's just, it really is insane how the theories of these boys wanted to rob George and that they did it. And then you read so much and you're like, okay, yeah, that all seems plausible. But then you read the other side where it disproves all of that and that it maybe was just an accident. You're like, okay, I could see that too. It's just, it's devastating. And if there was foul play, like- that's scary yeah George's mother said quote, we're not the people we were before I see his face in front of me all the time I hear his voice you can't have taken him away from me in one split second and nobody explains why or where he went it can't happen it's not going to happen end quote
1: that's sad I feel bad for his family yeah. and for his wife like you got on the cruise with your, your honeymoon husband. yeah you just and then got you have married to fly back alone from Turkey. oh yeah i
0: know i thought about that part while i was writing that line and reading about it i would like, how be are you
1: supposed to function
0: devastated that's exactly what i was thinking like i just kind of like envisioned what it would feel like to sit on like a 10 hour flight by yourself
1: longer than that yeah all the way in turkey
0: yeah true yeah it's insane
1: Yeah, that's so sad.
0: Yeah, so that's where it's at. It's just basically pretty much unsolved. The conclusion is most likely an accident.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Was that everything?
0: Yeah, that's everything I have.
1: Let us know if you guys have thoughts or theories because I know there's people out there that will just start digging for days. (laughs) Yeah,
0: go ahead. All those resources are really good. The Greenwich Mag article is super detailed. That's pretty much where I got this whole case from and he pretty much gives both sides and explains how it could have happened how it couldn't have happened all these details Mm -hmm. check out the cbs link in the description below for the timeline photos that's where you can see a lot of the crime scene photos as well it goes deep
1: yeah let's let's know what you guys think we're always interested
0: yeah definitely give us your thoughts on this one because Going on this cruise ship now, we're going to be very aware of the people around us and who we decide to talk to.
1: Yeah. Which I don't like talking to anyone. Yeah, I
0: know Dylan and I are pretty to ourselves. So I was going to tell Dylan after he finally heard this whole story, like, let's only talk to each other. Let's not make friends. We don't need friends. No. (laughs) Let's just hang out the two of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll move into the question of the week.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. So you made this one.
0: Yeah, it's not super deep, but I was trying to come up with something
1: Related to the trip. Related to our (laughs) trip.
0: And I think it is kind of interesting. So it is, are you a beach person or a pool person? Mm -hmm. Because I know there's two types of people.
1: Yeah, there's people that will not touch the beach. Yeah. They'd rather have like the hot tub or the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cabana.
0: Yeah. So Dylan, pool or beach?
1: I'm all about nature, man
0: oh, <laughs> oh Go my green. gosh
1: love mother earth wow uh, sand in my toes yeah water in my nose Ooh, <laughs> that's the worst yeah especially salt water
0: uh, it burns so bad but yeah uh
1: <laughs> for sure beach mm-hmm. i love activities i like i don't like just sitting there by a pool mm-hmm. so i like you know body surfing i like you know just snorkeling i like Playing in the sand. I like skimboarding. I like doing all the fun stuff on the beach. So. Yeah. I like the activities and I like the beach vibe. Me too. So you're saying beach. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's my answer. I'm 100% a beach person through and through.
1: But what's the reason?
0: Well, I think part of it has to do with growing up by one my whole life. It's always been a part of my life going to it. My dad was in the Navy. So like... One of my um, childhood memories is living in Spain. And we literally lived a two-minute walk from the beach. And I just wish I was like a little bit older when we lived there. Because I would have appreciated it so much more. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Just always being by it and near it just kind of feels like home. I go to the beach all the time when I could. Mm -hmm. So it's just fun. And like you said, I loved the activities like boogie boarding was my thing i got the thrill of a lifetime when i would catch a wave
1: oh yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> it's yeah. not easy either no Just
1: put some work in there
0: mm-hmm. i would do that for hours i love to boogie board
1: i got messed up boogie boarding one time oh That's a story for another
0: i i did too actually yeah yeah i had sunglasses on and i got like there must have been some type of undertow because i got like sucked under a little bit it was shallow mm-hmm. but um the sunglasses, like, went up my forehead and, like, sliced my forehead open. Oof. And um, I got out of the water, like, very banged up, but, like, feeling fine. And then my mom was like, uh, your forehead is bleeding. <laughs> so I had this huge, like, long scratch down my whole forehead. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Let us know. Let us know your guys' uh
0: Got any fun? opinion. Beach or pool trip's coming up. It's that time of year, so might as well enjoy it.
1: Oh, yeah. Always take advantage of uh, living your life to the fullest.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Don't forget to go follow our pages. Our True Time pages are at True Time Podcast, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. There you can find our case source photos, anything about the podcast. And then if you want to follow our personal life, you can follow us at Avery E. Hamill. And you can see our cruise life, everything that's happening this week, anything that is going on in our life. You can come have fun with us and stay up to date. And then we'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast.
0: Go check out the link in our description box below to get 10% off your first month. All right, everyone. Well, it is time for us to get back to packing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because we're
0: pre-recording this kai's asleep on my lap right now he enjoyed the story thoroughly (laughs) put him to sleep so should we be concerned that true crime stories put our cat to sleep i don't know (laughs) but thank you all so much for listening and we can't wait to talk to you guys next week
1: yeah we hope you have a great week be safe guys yeah goodbye everyone
0: bye